0: Your boy, the one and only a switch, aka the hundred time undefeated, reigning, undisputed wealthy weight, social distancing champion, aka the the damn. The, um, Nickelodeon mast <laughs> aka Captain Crunch, um, uh, creator. Yeah, I'll claim it. <laughs> Bringing you yet another episode of Switcher Sights, uh, episode 62 to be exact. It's crazy kind of getting up there. So it's uh hard for me to actually been actually struggling to keep track, but I'm managing, um, today's date is July 7th. No, July is the month. That is seven July 2nd, 2020. Uh, it is crazy that we're already in July and all this craziness is still happening, (laughs) I guess and two fronts. So I guess due to all the craziness happening, um, the time has somewhat been flying by in terms of just the us being kept up in the homes. So, I mean, to be honest, if we want to be real candid right now, this is like vacation for me personally, but for, you know, various other people that are, you know, more outgoing and, uh, like the outside, <laughs> um, I totally understand the struggle for me. This is like, well, I, <laughs> I kind of would do this anyway, but uh, I guess if I'm forced to do it, uh, damn it, ah, damn it. Uh, it's like I, I was thinking about going out, but now it's like now I'm forced to, it's kind of frowned upon. If I actually go out, I mean, I guess I'll stay in and play games relentlessly like I've been doing but uh gee willikers uh, man just can't let me win huh (laughs) um but I digress uh stuff is getting more realer people not listening uh people not putting a damn face mask on shame on you uh I would hit you right now I mean you know respectfully everything going on but um yeah man crazy time crazy surreal ass times we're in freaking lowest unemployment rate in history freaking uh global ass pandemic i think it's getting up there it's killing the most people uh, i think there are some some pretty big bigger flakes and pandemics that have done more than that. But who knows? Like after all this is said and done, we don't even know anymore. So, uh, man, crazy. It is still kind of surreal that that like, we're in these times right now. Uh, and then now we got all this other stuff happening now with, um, you know, uh, people, of course. Uh, standing up with this movement of bringing in, bringing to attention people that have been, you know, uh, raping and molesting and things like that, of course. So, um, it's just crazy times. All these people you may be partially looked up to, um, dare I say idolized to some extent are now freaking, uh, straight up villains. It's like, uh a twist at the end of the movie where like, you know, you're actually the evil person, but it's like, in this case is way like 10 times worse, especially obviously for the people that were affected. So man, hopefully everybody's, uh, being safe, staying safe, keeping your damn mask on and, you know, not doing a weird, like half ass, Mask stuff where you got your nose out, which defeats the whole purpose of having a mask because you are. truding air and breathing in, taking in air and molecules anyway, so it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you even serious? But I digress. Uh, With all that said, uh, let's stop the dilly dallying. And get right into it. Um. All right. First big. uh, Pretty, I'd say pretty major um, instance in terms of uh, news that came pretty recently uh, for NBA 2K21. Uh, They revealed the final cover athlete. There is first, I think, Zion Williamson, uh, Damian Lillard, uh, and then now, uh, of course the legend, um, uh, RIP, uh, Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Um, so there's three editions. So I guess, and I think the cover athletes are tied to the specific edition, uh, the specific edition. So specifically for the, uh, current gen version of 2k 21, Damian Lillard is the cover, uh, is the, um, cover athlete. Um, and the special edition of 2K21, the Mamba forever edition that includes the, the greatness of self. Kobe Bryant is, um, going to be for that edition as well. But for the next generation version, Zion Williamson is going to be on that cover for the standard edition and then, uh, Kobe Ryan again for the, um, special edition. But, uh, what what was the interesting part that uh, was definitely brought to a lot of people's attention, uh, <laughs> deservedly. So is that compared to the, uh, standard edition on the PS4, uh, in terms of the, the price, uh, it is, uh, actually, uh, it's a little difference. A little bit of a ten dollar difference between the uh st- the current generation PS4 edition and well, I guess obviously Xbox One current generation uh compared to the next generation PS5 Xbox Series X, which is $69.99. So uh obviously that uh raised a lot of flags. Um people are getting real Real suspicious and uh, apprehensive, which is obviously very understandable. So, um, yeah. So, you know, no, no justification, no explanation, just the price is sixty nine ninety nine, And it's the same version. As the, well, you know, with the upgrades and stuff, but the same game, essentially, um, interesting. They did. (laughs) They definitely make sure to, uh, add some extra points on here, uh, built for next-gen, uh, unbeatable graphic fidelity, two second load screens, new gameplay features, expanded game modes. It's like, okay, what, what is that's cool and all, but I don't, that doesn't necessarily justify, a hike in price, obviously, because you're paying that premium anyway, for even getting to the next generation when that, when that is. So it's like, uh, I'm not quite sure about that. What justifies you up in the price? And I think this is even a bigger issue, uh, due to the fact that they're like off the, off the gate, they are like, starting this, starting a trend like uh this is the first we've technically have seen the price of a next gen console game so it's interesting that this uh you know of all people and of course 2K who like you know they could just <laughs> technically give re- reproduce the same game uh i mean obviously people are going to have their criticisms but people are going to buy it which it has been pretty successful overall um, you know, in terms of the co- consistent, uh, sales charts and stuff. So for this to be $10 more and no real reasonable justification in. Then yeah, just raising the price is, is going to cause some controversy. Um, so, I mean, that in and of itself is just very, very concerning. Uh, hopefully that isn't the trend, but who knows? Um, I think $60 is a fair price all around for new games. Um, it just doesn't make sense to hike a price, just to hike a price, especially, especially during these times we're in, it just doesn't add up to me. Um, just something feels a little grimy about it. I mean, I guess we can, we can go back to like, uh, back to the N64 days where, you know, we remember those, the cartridges, uh, the games are like, shoot, like 80 bucks. And then you don't even factor in the inflation. So that technically was even super expensive compared to that. So interesting stuff, interesting stuff, man. Let's go Slayer. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's going to be real weird, um, to see if, if, if this actually follows through and if people are going to respond to it. Um, but I mean, one thing I guess worth mentioning is that technically if you do buy, oh, and that's the thing too. If you have to buy, if you, if you buy the Mamba forever edition, then you can get the standard edition it seems like which that in of itself is just, that's even somewhat grimier because technically in theory, you would just get the, if you got the Mamba edition for the PS4, you should get the Mamba edition for the next gen, but it is very construed. because yeah, at least according to their, their Twitter buy the Mamba forever edition for PS4, and you get the standard edition because it shows the exact cover art for the standard edition for the next gen, um, next gen consoles. That is kind of nasty. Uh, hope that yeah, it's, it's a lot of issues that's going to cause conf- controversy here. You paying a hundred dollars hypothetically to get the Mamba forever edition only to upgrade it and get the basic edition for next gen, which the only difference is $10, or at least in this case, you paid the $99. So you technically should get the Mamba forever edition for PS5. That's super suspect, super sus. Um, yeah, they're gonna, they're going to get a lot of backlash. If this is, if they stand by this. Uh, that has to be an error. Cause I refuse to believe you're going to pay a hundred dollars for the Mamba forever edition on PS4. And then if you want, get, get only the basic edition, for PS5, and then expect to get another hundred dollars to get the, uh, Mamba forever edition for PS5, that is ridiculous. That is insane. Smoking. Smoking Okay, is smoking right now. I'm not even in a sports games like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm livid a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm livid. I guess you can't be a little bit livid, but I'm, I'm, I'm partially uh, irritated. Let's be more accurate. Um, that is man. That is going to be, they are about to get some heat. They are about to get some heat. Let me check, see if there's any, uh, corrections. I guess this isn't officially by them. This is according to a gamesindustry.biz article. Yeah, at least from what they have on here. Yeah, man, paying a hundred dollars to get, to get the, the, Mamba forever edition for PS4. And then you don't even upgrade to that same edition on PS5. I could even give, I could even give them some leeway. If you, uh, if you, you know, get the standard edition and you have to maybe pay a slight upgrade fee, which even in of itself is still ridiculous considering the you, you should give people some leeway for cross generational, you know, transition, and that that in of itself would help encourage people to jump to the next generation. So that in of itself is just horrible. But just the fact that you don't even get fully upgraded to. The exact same edition on the next generation paying went way more than you should for the game in terms of the special edition. That is insane. 2k is on a different planet mentality that is not sane right now so we'll see but yeah i mean regardless the the main precedent for that is a uh, concerning precedent if anything is that we potentially are going to be playing paying 70 bucks for a standard edition for each new game on the next generation, which I hope is not the case. I mean, $60 is very fair, especially when you factor in people, uh, developers and companies, uh, shoveling in, um, DLC hacks and stuff like that. Cost Customi- my, um, cosmetics. It's just, that's not cool. It's not cool. It's really no, reasonable justification for doing that. It's been 60 for what the past how many generations. Uh I think well technically it was fifty. I think games were fifty or fifty back back in like the PS PS two uh Xbox original Xbox and GameCube era. So I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah yeah Ugh. We'll see. We'll see. But at least from what we have currently in terms of that information, it is about the 2k about to get some heat for this. Not the good heat either. I mean, I guess I don't know if you can really get good heat, but you know what I mean? You know, moving on. Um, Resident Evil 8. So uh, according to a Famitsu interview, Um, which is a solely Japanese based, um, news company. Uh, they actually got an interview with the producers. Yeah. The producers of Resident Evil, uh, village, even though it's technically Resident Evil, I guess you can totally say both, but it seems like they want you to say Resident Evil village, at least in terms of all the marketing and stuff. Um, that's what it seems to be. So, uh, biohazardcast.com actually uh translated a lot of that interview since it was purely in japanese and uh some interesting details for sure um the development timeline so in terms of the interview i'm just gonna skim through i'm not gonna read everything word for word but uh two and a half months since resident evil 3 released um that's Totally excerpt, which I did what I said I wasn't going to do. But let me backpedal. So three and a half years since. Since we began planning the title, so pretty much that's so far the development time um, for the game, Uh, at least kind of up until the release. Hopefully will be next year. They said next year, but they didn't give. I don't think they gave a definitive date. So, uh, they definitely been working on this for a reasonable while. Um, I know I heard they said it was started out as a spin-off or I think it was going to be the next revelations, resident Evil revelations three, but they, I think it got, it re it was received. So well by uh play testers as well as, um, the inside development team that they actually decided to make it mainline. So, And I know this is a very important one, um, so I'll read this for sure. So in terms of uh, Famitsu, Chris was in Resident Evil 7. What's he been up to since then? What's his relationship with Ethan and Mia? And according to uh, them, it's not strange to think they formed a new relationship since Resident Evil 7 based on their shared experience. We hope we gave players that impression but we may defy your expectations. (laughs) I mean, they laughed, but I just thought maybe they maniacally laughed. So, um, interesting, interesting. Uh, I don't think they're going to do what I hope they don't do, which is kill off Chris, but who knows? Um, and yeah, in terms of the village title, uh, the eight appears in the village logo, the Roman numeral eight, why didn't you call it Resident Evil Eight? You can say the villages is, is another protagonist in the game. Want players to clearly understand that. I mean, I, I definitely see that point, but I think also, I mean, if you go by a lot of games, uh, that ha- that are getting high up there in terms of numbered uh, sequels, um, I know from at least obviously from a marketing standpoint that could definitely be deemed as intimidating for people, uh, especially newcomers who are want to get introduced to the series and feel like they'll be totally left out because there's been so many iterations. Um, I'm pretty sure it's probably the best of both worlds in terms of both from a marketing standpoint and their reasoning as well that, uh, you know, they call it Resident Evil Village. I guess maybe the unsuspecting person that maybe never played Resident Evil I may mean, like oh yeah I'll try this out um Resident Evil Village and maybe not even notice the uh subtle numbering in it um I guess I mean either way it does work um you kind of do get the best of both worlds cuz at least all of us hardcore fans know that it is Resident Evil 8 but um maybe people on the outside May not because they maybe uh, it's it's hard to I guess envision uh, a typical gamer not really picking up on that. But either way, it um I think it it definitely worked at least when I like play tested it and we tested it out and like they got our X for our input on the title and everything and marketing. Yeah, it just did not really really stick with me, but just seeing it all together. Now it did definitely is growing on me. I definitely can see it really solidifying itself after, you know, all, all is said and done and it comes out. So they do talk about, uh, yeah, yeah. The weird, like, uh, ambiguous wording of his story comes to a close, but it's like, who is it, is it Chris? Is it Ethan? Uh, I mean, both or what, uh, but I guess, very interesting what they said regarding that. We'll let you decide, but know that village is a sequel to Resident Evil seven biohazard and serves as the conclusion to its story. So I think somewhere in there they, or no, maybe the next question, Resident evil seven Ethan is the protagonist. There is an option in seven that changes the story, which does village follow. Oh yes. Okay. Um, Look closely at the trailer. They said you can see the connections between Ethan's current situation and what happened in RE seven. If you haven't played RE seven yet, please do. Um Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely dancing around Chris's like intentions regarding the PTSD. Um which he had in Resident Evil six where he was like kind of fighting it. Um, it seems like that's being real, really, uh, brought up, but at least their thoughts on it. Many feel Chris in, in the trailer shows he's lost his hero status. Many have guessed why look forward to the game. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously it'd be blatant spoilers if they were to, I guess, reveal that, um, they do say that the the setting is in Europe, but they don't say exactly where. I know a lot of people were suspecting, um, I think to some extent, maybe somewhere close to like Resident Evil four's original location and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, something I already knew was they had an FPS, um, that it is going to be FPS. Um, probably the bigger one here is the inventory screen, which looks very reminiscent of Resonate before. Um, yeah, they say we can't go into detail right now, but item management is very important. Please look forward to it. So that seems to be very likely, um, outside of that. Oh yeah. Puzzles. That's a pretty good one. Uh, there's screen look like a puzzle. We, we are intrigued is solving puzzles an an integral part of resident evil eight. Uh, or I guess they didn't mention eight, but resident evil, which I guess is more accurate on top of fear, combat item management. Exploration is a much is a must in resident evil solving. Puzzles is definitely in it. It expands the breadth of gameplay. So it seems like puzzles are probably going to be more or less probably the same extent that they have been in, in the previous game. So, uh, I do, I do like the puzzles that always, you know, breaks up the monotony or, uh, helps with keeping the pace, even if that makes sense. So all in all could, uh, interest in somewhat more solidified details on Resident Evil eight. I am very curious to see how this is, to be honest. I mean, um, as I said before, somebody who's very, um, wasn't necessarily satisfied with re seven, uh, the DLC was pretty good, uh, specifically the, um, uh, End of Zoe DLC, but as a whole, yeah, I just was not satisfied. A big component of that I would say is the first person camera, but uh, I think this game from at least what I played, I think the potential, um, in terms of everything they're doing so far, definitely is there for making me overlook first person setting or a first person perspective to, uh, potentially enjoy the game more. So, um, but I mean, of course I had a lot of other gripes, sorry, seven, you know, the character, uh, Ethan and the enemy variety lack thereof. Um, but you know, stuff I already talked about before moving on, uh, call of duty 2020. So look like there's been some, uh, hefty, uh, further leaks regarding the game. Um, I think I'll just touch on a couple, um, or actually, you know what, we can kind of cut on actually cover a lot of these. So we'll just go, go over the bullet points. Um, so 2020 game is in fact set during the cold war era. Uh game is actually in a good state with uh multiplayer maps o- almost done. Campaign is fully is in, is in fully playable state. But not all animations complete yet. Uh there will be a new map for Warzone with 2020 game and says he has seen an overview of the new Warzone map. Uh standard mini map is back, similar to previous Call of Duty games prior to Modern Warfare. Even with standard mini map back, there's also a compass, swim mechanic returns, uh will be water and multiplayer maps alongside water in the new war zone map unlimited sprint is back. I I'm pretty sure that's technically still in modern warfare in this current one. Uh, yeah, I felt like you can sprint infinitely technically. Um, I know they said you can't tactical sprint, which is like basically sprinting faster, uh, which, which for that you can only do temporarily. Um, Uh, no interact doors in the regular, uh, mechanic stays in war zone though. Uh, that's kind of unfortunate. I really do. That's one factor I do really like about, um, modern warfare, even as minimal as it is. I think it does add a layer of strategy to the game. Um, and you know, uh, just something else to kind of factor in and mix things up. I, I also like the door sound and mechanics and like, you know, sprinting through a door and stuff, uh, just makes the game feel way more visceral, man. And that's, yeah, that's probably that just, uh, I could start gushing over modern warfare so far, but I will not, <laughs> I will not, um, 10 multiplayer maps currently in develop developed so far more probably in the works tray arc style maps. Um, guess I'm curious what they mean by that. I guess, just Treyarch's unique style to maps, which I don't feel is necessarily distinctly any different. Um, no specialists. That's actually pretty big. Uh, field upgrade uh, like feature is returning. Um, One look like crashes munitions box that was in black Ops for that's pretty big. No specialists. Um, I mean, yeah, there aren't any in this one, but I mean, I guess that's kind of been a ongoing thing for black ops, uh, at least for the past two titles. So that's actually pretty interesting that no specialists are going to be in this one. Uh, at least if the rumors are true, um, yeah, field upgrade, I'm curious how they're going to do their spin on it compared to, uh, modern warfare. Um, yeah, very interested to see how that's going to play out. And I think they said roughly, yeah, he says you, you get, you get one piece from equipment to choose from. I think they said something. I heard something that there actually is going to be something similar to the pick 10 system from the previous, uh, black ops games or. Yeah. Black ops. Yeah. Um, where, you know, you, uh, have way more customization, uh, options than modern warfare. I mean, depending on how you see it, I mean, there's still a depth of like, you know, customization you can do in essentially every call of duty, but you know what I mean? Um, score streaks will return. So actually, yeah, they're definitely encouraging more I guess standardized play <laughs> and hopefully in campers, uh, if this is any indication. Um Gets. Yeah, I felt like uh, Modern Warfare handled it pretty well. Um kills are cool. Uh, but then you also had the option of imp- implementing a score streak too. So I guess I I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not either way necessarily. I'm kind of very in 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 different between both i i can go i could sway either way but i do have to say I, I i am enjoying um modern warfares currently but i mean you know they got to mix it up to you know i guess <laughs> make you miss the other end which makes sense um no dead silence in this game so that's going to be interesting, especially it's going to be probably pretty jarring considering how modern warfare is putting so much emphasis on, uh, footsteps, uh, then probably a lot of the past call of duties, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's probably just right behind, if not more so than, um, the original modern warfare in terms of how much footsteps are so emphasized, I guess you could put modern warfare two in there, but. Um. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Really. Those two. Um. Essentially. But. Interesting stuff. Um. Very curious to see how this is all going to come together. How the graphics are going to look. How this is going to be handled with uh the cross generational jump. Um. A lot of questions. And then you know this game is actually also has going past its time that it um would normally be announced by now. So we'd actually see it fully in its state and, and everything. Um, I think they said there's going to be an event maybe later this month, possibly maybe, um, um, during Xbox's event in July would not be surprised if they actually, uh, decide to reveal everything there. Um, I doubt it's going to be the same exclusivity deal with, um, like they have with PlayStation. I'm not sure if that's even done or if that's even, um, or if this was the last year for that with a modern warfare, who knows potentially could could show up at Xbox's event. I, it would be a pretty good time or they may just go solo. Like a lot of the, these other companies have been doing their own, like little mini events throughout the weeks, um, this whole summer. So all in all, interesting stuff. Um, nothing I don't necessarily hate. It's just a lot of interesting drastic changes. Probably the biggest standout, like I was saying before, is for sure the um, no specialist. I guess that was one thing I've been was pretty used to, accustomed to. Uh, but I mean, hey, depends on how the game feels all together. I have to say they're going to have some big shoes to fill to uh, topple Modern Warfare because, man, that. That game is really topped my uh, top Call of Duty (coughs) of um of all time. So pressure is there, Treyarch. I'm just I'm just saying it's gonna take a lot to impress me and keep me playing your game. Um, we'll see though. (laughs) Moving on, uh, next topic. Uh, interesting. Interesting coincidental, uh, events in regards to, uh, some particular IPs that are associated with Microsoft, but weirdly, uh, from a timing standpoint, um, just very interesting. So, um, it's been discovered that, uh, fable and perfect dark game. Placeholders uh were basically registered on Twitter. Um and what makes it even more weirder and added more credence to the weirdness is that a Microsoft uh Xbox employee is following one and another is registered to a Microsoft email address. So um yeah. Very uh No correlation at all, you know, not like, you know, not like those games could be announced after being super dormant for like what fable has been, man, like 10, 10, 12 years ish roughly, roughly say the same for perfect dark. I mean, if you don't count the, um, the remake or yeah, I guess remake that came out maybe I want to say 2014 I could be totally wrong but these games have been pretty dormant for a pretty good while um I think fable was gonna have a game that came out or come out that uh didn't uh, they ended up canceling it all together so yeah I have to say yeah of course out of two perfect dark for me definitely I would like to see a continuation of a sequel uh very just appears to see how that's gonna look um the uh yeah the weird pseudo realistic cartoony art style from the prequel was a little little iffy I mean it doesn't it's just very iffy I guess maybe that kind of correlated with the game design of that but it was a weird it was a weird uh weird place. It didn't really know what it wanted to be, which I think was the issue. It's like, it was, it was balancing that line too too hard of either your, your realistic or cartoony. It just, it didn't really go well. And then on top of that with the, you know, technical glitches and issues didn't, didn't do it any favors either, but, I have to say from a gameplay standpoint maybe it's just my um one the Xbox 360 coming out as well as two the um kind of uh nostalgic bias those combined when uh that came out on release maybe just had me like you know really thoroughly enjoying the game. I had a good time with it. It didn't seem like a lot of people were playing or, you know, it was a lot of I always recall a lot of bots in the game, but then they were kind of inter- interspersed between real people. So it was hard to kind of, I don't know. It was, it was hard to. It wasn't necessarily hard to enjoy the game, but it was like hard to, I guess, turn that switch. Either way. Like uh you know, you turn your turn your uh I guess sweat <laughs> call it sweat switch, whatever. Uh that you know you want to get sweaty, get extra hard, and uh try to uh you know compete when you need to. You don't have to as much if you're playing a AI or a bot, so you know, just that the matter of switching easily between the two, but I digress. Overall, I'm looking forward to it. If, if it actually comes true. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard to not think that this is going to happen, but. You know, it could probably. Probably will happen. So, but yeah, um, cool, cool stuff. Looking forward to it and, uh. Very, in somewhat of a similar fashion. Um, one of the, one of really great games, Shadows Shadows of the Damned, uh, directed by Suda51 to some extent. I know there are some other people involved, as well as um, Shinji Mikami. I think he was mainly producing for the game. Um, it looks like, uh, as of yesterday, the game is delisted. Um, so in terms of a game getting delisted, normally that either means two things, either the IP license, just overall, uh, expired, which is pretty unlikely considering how I would assume EA's, uh, licensing in being very solid. I don't think they would have it in a way that this would happen. Or the other scenario is that, uh, the licenses, uh, was licenses and rights was given to another person or, you know, the rights was given to another publisher, which I mean, considering, um, Suda's love for Shadows of the Damned, um, And I guess somewhat, uh, yeah, I guess it's a pretty decent spoiler for no more heroes. I I guess I won't get into it, but I'll say that in that game, this, this game's lore shadows of the damned was brought up in no more heroes to a pretty decent extent that it wouldn't be too far fetched to believe that possibly Suda 51 may have gotten the rights in order to potentially make a remake of the game. I know he had some issues with, um, EA in terms of like them trying to, you know, more or less restrain Suda 51, which is in the grand scheme of things, a horrible idea. Uh, I think maybe the game probably might've been potentially better if they, uh, didn't put Sudo on such a leash. So I think it was a lot of stuff I think he wanted in the game that, you know, EA didn't, didn't or didn't approve of that, you know, I think caused a lot of turmoil. And, you know, I think ultimately, um, it's a good game still, but to think maybe it potentially could have been even better. Um, considering, you know, EA, EA's kind of a, uh, what you call it, like, you know, yeah. Just, um, restrictions. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not too far fetched to think that, especially considering, uh, what Suda has still been doing with it. So who knows? Uh, yeah. I mean, we think maybe we get like, a. uh, added super pseudo fifty one collection, no more heroes one, two, shadows of the damned, silver case, uh some of the various other Suda 51 games, um would not be too far fetched. But at least for this specifically, yeah, I think this definitely uh points at some continue either continuation of Shadows of the Damned uh, probably in addition to the, um, maybe the, this game coming back up, but under grasshopper manufacturer, which is a uh, suit studio. Um, and yeah, potentially doing a, a sequel, which again, uh, the sequel to no more heroes kind of hinted at. So could be some involvement there on top of the fact that no more heroes three is coming out this year mind you so if travis strikes again is any indication maybe they might play with that more in no more heroes three and if they were to buy or purchase the rights of this game that would definitely give them way more uh, even complete total utter free reign to do whatever they please with their Uh, their IP um, since hypothetically in this case if they were to buy it or uh, get the rights back from EA uh, since you know EA is not they don't it don't seem like they're going to do anything with it anyway Uh, so rather than let it go to waste let the original um, developer director of the game you know put it in his hands and do something with it rather than just have it sit and just rot (laughs) when it's honestly a lot of potential of, uh, it's very cool, you know, Suda Suda ish stuff, you know? So I really do hope that's the case, but only time will tell. So, uh, interesting Xbox too. I mean, maybe, maybe, uh, at this, uh, July event on Xbox, um, this Xbox event in July, maybe we might actually see what may happen. So. Knows good stuff either way. Very, very, uh, very happy about that. I mean, I'm a sucker for Suda. So, you know, <laughs> should I have that? Just get that shirt. I'm a sucker for Suda. Um, in somewhat unfortunate news, I mean, bittersweet news. If anything, uh, Andy McNamara, uh, the game forter, uh, and game informer editor in chief is, uh, uh, revealed announced that he'd leave in game informer. Um, but he did say he's still sticking within games. I don't think, uh, I think not in particular journalism, but I think he's still going to be in the gaming industry. He hasn't revealed that yet, but uh, I mean, at least personally, uh, he's, he's, I followed him, you know, growing up with Game Informer and always getting the magazines and stuff like that. Um, I mean, not anymore now, but I still follow up with, you know, uh their uh their uh YouTube now that they're, you know, doing the smart thing and going digital with a lot of stuff and editorials and stuff that um makes a total sense. Um but yeah, it's kind of crazy. Twenty nine years of Game Informer and, you know, just Growing up, reading those, getting anticipated for new games coming out and stuff like that. It's crazy. It's like the end of an era, man. Um, curious if there's, you know, some possible factor that, you know, I guess we haven't checked in on the, the state of GameStop. But I mean, you know, they're definitely cutting people and stuff like that, which I doubt is what happened. But I think, you know, considering just the weird uh, previous cuts before and just the uncertainty with um. GameStop as a company maybe they some of the people are starting to see a sign to maybe get ahead of the I guess tide and maybe potentially move on Um, you know um, and I think a couple other uh, uh, folks coincidentally um, are also moving on to to better brighter things but uh, yeah man Andy McNamara i just yeah following him in like all media and stuff he's always uh just a very um interesting uh perspective of you know how he views gaming which i definitely personally appreciate it so definitely gonna be uh bittersweet to see him uh leave this game form in particular um not knowing what he's gonna move on to yet so but definitely uh appreciate it all he did um, and yeah, wish him the best of luck. Um, 29 years in the, in, in the industry. It's crazy. Super crazy. Uh, moving on. Um, reveal today. Very interesting. Um, fallout is actually freaking. Is actually having a, uh, TV series just weird. I guess I don't, I don't think you could probably ask anybody. I don't think you really expect that, but it is, um, just very weird. Very weird. I don't get it. I mean, Hey, um, crap. Actually, maybe right back. Something came up. All right. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. So weird. uh, Weird IP to have a TV series for, and it's also by um, the producers of uh, Westworld, which uh, I've only watched a few episodes. I haven't really watched it too much. I heard it's pretty good though overall. Um, having their expertise expertise in in uh, sci-fi, um, that seems to seems like it could line up potentially well it's just weird and interesting. Yeah. Fallout of all things. And then, you know, now, now the bad reputation of Fallout 76. But I mean, I guess we have keep the memories or, or hold on to the memories of fallout three and four, um, new Vegas, of course, that, uh, maybe things might be better, but I mean, it could work. It could for sure work. It's just, it could also not work, <laughs> so that's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays out. But I'm definitely interested as a pretty pretty big Fallout fan. I'm definitely I'll definitely uh, give it a check, check it out, especially it's on Amazon, Amazon Studios. It's gonna be interesting, but yeah, outside of that, not too many details. Um, yeah, Fallout. How are they going to? Yeah, just like, you know, (laughs) obviously can't be no generic character. It's going to be some actor actors, how that's all going to play out. How is it actually going to be very true to the series, which I is definitely the reason a lot of uh, alternate media game um, related IPs and. Uh, when I end up failing, which is just, you know, totally obliterating, uh, the, the original material of the game. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out, but I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely interested. I would like to see it. You, <laughs> the Monique mean, I would like to see it, uh, and into some very heavy news, uh, with the ongoing, uh, movement of, you know, uh, bringing to attention, um, you know, rapists, pedophiles, all horrible people, man, just, just the onslaught of just craziness this week specifically, uh, not to mention of course the other incidents that we kind of touched on before, but goodness. So there's been like a whole onslaught of, uh, uh, I guess coincidentally smash players, that have done just a lot of pedophilic and rapist stuff, which is just crazy man. Um, I'm not going to really touch on or focus on, uh, individuals, which, you know, I just don't think that's it's really no purpose for it. I mean, it's <laughs> they're already getting whatever anyway. So, uh, um, but just in terms of touching on the, the point, and the reason for it, which is, you know, um, having people speak up about, you know, the horrible things that they are either afraid or embarrassed to, which, you know, it's, it's totally valid, man. It's, uh, it needs to be done <laughs> just having these potential rapists, uh, not even potential, uh, inst- uh, established racist and, and pedophiles, nobody wants that um so on the wake of that uh at least some notable uh scenarios in particular uh the head of evo joey queller 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 i'll say queller it seems like queller but he was out it as uh being a being a pedophile and uh yeah he's like the head of evo so i mean understandably uh capcom has pulled their uh their participation in Evo as well as uh NetherRealm Studios um in terms of their uh participation with Evo online and uh it at this point it's like <laughs> those are like the were the biggest ones so now even after that uh Evo themselves I guess the company as a whole even though it's hard to see how it's structured with him being the organizer but I guess he's maybe not the main person. Maybe he was just a factor of being pretty up there, but maybe not necessarily a head person. I think he was, but uh, at least how everything's structured, they managed to um, relieve him of being with uh, Evo now. So he's no longer with it. But in conjunction with that, they are also ultimately just canceling Evo altogether uh, for this year. So um, yeah, crazy. Crazy stuff, yeah. This whole everything just a lot of firsts, a lot of uh, a lot of firsts right now. Um, which is crazy, man. It's crazy. I mean, again, uh, this is the things that that needed to be happening. Um, you know, a lot of people we looked up to, idolized, and even potentially could have fallen into the same trap of this happening again. Um, stored it. So, um, you know, what, what, what's the saying? What comes in what, what's in, in darkness must comes, come into light. What, what, what comes in darkness must come to light. You know what I mean? Basically justice was served. I mean, even not by police, but you know, that's a whole other story. Nah, man, just putting that on the perspective its like so much wrong with this world, man. It is, it is hard to fathom just the realism of it all. It's like it was there, but we, you know, a lot of us didn't really notice it or it wasn't even brought to our attention, man. It's crazy. Just a lot of these people that are like straight up prolific people in the industry. Um, a lot of people knew and love are like just a lot of this stuff was happening, happened. It's crazy. But again, uh much respect, uh appreciation to those people taking the strength to um stand up and, you know, um speak up on people that have done them wrong and they've been quiet and silent for, you know, totally valid reasons of, you know um embarrassment and I want to talk about it it being a very sensitive strong hard um issue for them to kind of talk about so yeah man crazy stuff happening crazy stuff yeah i know it's like uh, a lot of the topics have been brought up about like the potential state of f- the fighting game community um you know since a lot it's just a weird coincidence that a lot of these people are associated with the fighting game industry and are maybe potentially, you know, without them, what would, what would it be? But I mean, you know, of course I think, I think the fighting game community is still going to go on and, you know, still stay strong and, you know, rebuild, uh, it's probably going to be definitely weird for a while. Uh, but I think in due time, I think, uh, we will rebuild. We will get stronger or something like, I don't know, but, um, yeah, man, crazy stuff. This is surreal times right now. Surreal. Surreal. <sighs> well, you know, on that unfortunate note, um, that pretty much concludes all the news for this week. Um, we will move on to what I've been up to gaming wise of course, modern warfare. I mean, (laughs) do I even need to tell you at this point it should be implied, but no. Uh, yeah. So, um, haven't put much time into this season to kind of get all the challenges and rank up, uh, which I am doing. And of course, uh, found out, uh, two time XP this weekend for both uh, XP weapon, XP and battle pass tier XP. So you already know, you already know. Definitely about to do some, some legit grinding, uh, there. Um, of course I've also actually been surprisingly sticking with animal crossing. Um, yeah, man, it's just like been, it's been like one of the really first games. I've just been like very satisfied just playing it in short bursts. Uh, considering that's kind of how it's structured for you to play it anyway, but yeah, man, I've been thoroughly enjoying animal crossing. It's like, I've been more patient now. Um, I actually, <laughs> I managed to get the turnips, uh, that I missed last week. So I bought, bought as much turnips as I can from the turnip lady and, uh, Yeah. These prices are fluctuating. Uh, for those that may not know, uh, turnups are like kind of animal crossings equivalent of stock. So basically it's kind of like a risk reward thing where you invest a lot and are pretty much hoping you either, um, mainly profit more than, uh, not profit or lose money or, uh, bells in this case. Um, so that's pretty much what I've been doing. Uh, so basically throughout the whole week, you can check the prices with, um, uh, your, the store in animal crossing and the prices fluctuate, um, from 8 a.m. And then at least the first round is 8 a.m. and then they change after 12 p.m. So you check twice a day to check the prices. Uh, so the goal is to, um, sell the tournaments for more than you bought them originally, which I think this round I bought them for 90 bells. And then uh I'm trying to sell those for a profit. So so far it's been very fluctuated. It like goes totally up and then goes totally down. It's like the only range I've been seeing is like 90 to a uh, 151 bells, which uh Uh, actually I kind of, I was thinking about it the other way where I thought lower is better, but totally didn't make sense. So luckily I didn't bite, but hopefully now I'm going to hold it out. Uh, until I see a a drastically good price. I'm like hoping, like just sell it to me for like at least 500 bells, hoping for that, but we'll see. I don't know if that's going to be fully true, fully legit. So who knows? Um, but yeah, outside of that, thoroughly enjoying, enjoying the game. And I guess I heard an update just recently came out too. So yeah, I guess I gotta, these, uh, (laughs) these plants are going to plant themselves. Uh, I gotta get these weeds out, gotta, you know, do some mining, gotta decorate my place. Um, I guess that's one thing too. I don't think I that happened since last episode. I did. Uh, upgrade my place, paid off my loan, got me another room in my house. You know, this is nothing. It's nothing, to me. It's just, just, just a man out here grinding, trying to get his uh, get his Animal Crossing village up. You know, it's <laughs> it's nothing. You know what I mean? So, uh, overall, it's been very thoroughly fun. Um, and then kind of a weird effect that Animal Crossing has done for me in terms of me, um, playing it is kind of interestingly, uh, wanting me to, or I guess indirectly encouraging me to play, uh, the switch more, which in that respect, I'm like, man, huh? I haven't played monster hunter in a while. So I'm like, let me go uh, play a little bit. Of that. And I've actually been playing a fair amount of monster hunter generations ultimate. Uh, I know what you're going to say. Hey, um, Switch why why aren't you why aren't you playing why aren't you playing the uh why aren't you playing Monster Hunter World? Well, I mean what I could tell you is that uh I like it. I I I'm a masochist, so maybe I like the, the unrealistic, crazy difficulty and archaic stuff that Monster Hunter were uh generated ultimate does over world, which, uh, yeah, man, honestly, I'm thoroughly enjoying. And there's a lot of stuff that, uh, generations, uh, does that world doesn't in terms of like, um, styles, which is, I think is very rewarding. Still, um, rolling with a long sword of depth, uh, where, you know, you get very risk reward, you, uh, countering some stuff, but if you don't, your ass is getting, (laughs) getting, uh, Shouldn't have bleeped up, but getting messed up, fucked up. All right. I said it. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, been thoroughly trying to upgrade my, uh, get my rank up to, I think my goal has been like a hundred currently at like 84 ish. I think, uh, (laughs) I'll, I'll disclose you, uh, some some like I guess hidden inspiration for me to do so, so man, it was <laughs> it kind of hurts now now I'm thinking about it, but it's funny either way, so uh at a uh, Evo, not Evo, but uh mag last year went to magfest, and there was this cool kiosk that um basically lets you dock your switch to play games. Which you know, I did. I was playing like Resident Evil 4 for a while, and then uh, some dudes came and they were uh, they started playing Monster and Generation. Of I'm like, What are you serious? Yeah, let me get on this. So I asked them, like, Hey, yeah, uh, you guys want to play or whatever? So uh, you know, uh, ended up playing. Uh, I think the guy said, Yeah, we're doing some super hard hunts or whatever. I'm like, oh, Okay, Pfft, nothing. All right, I'm like rank 75. I, I'm I got this so. <laughs> We, um, we start, uh, oh yeah. What happened too is that for some strange reason my, uh, my copy of Monster Hunter World wasn't in my case, which it should have been, which I'm very suspicious about at this point, but that's another discussion. Um, yeah, my physical copy of Monster Hunter Generations wasn't there. Um, I guess I must've put it in my case, even though I normally put it in my case to travel, but Um did that and uh um yeah, so due to that I had to I was like, you know what? Freak I'm just gonna buy it. I'm just gonna buy it because I do really want to play Monster Hunter, and I was like, I do really want to play with them, and I I do plan on playing Monster Hunter a lot. So (laughs) we I had to wait for the game to download, which was like felt like roughly an hour and a half ish. And you know, they were playing this whole time struggling or whatever and I'm like ah damn it man this whole time I could be playing. So you know, I was just letting it download taking take it forever. Uh then game finally downloads. Um I think it was due also to their um the Magfest Wi Fi in terms of the whole event, how they were mitigating uh downloads so they were probably throttling it to, you know, uh be fair and, you know, not um take away from other people's internet or whatever. So game downloads uh you know everything is intact i'm about to start the game and i'm like yeah yeah let me join you guys whatever so i join them in the lobby and they uh get the quest going up i go to the quest and then the quest requirement was like insanely high that i didn't expect i think it was like 1 it might have been even higher i think it was like 150 i think you had to be like 150 or 125 maybe i forgot but basically, I, I clearly wasn't at that level. It would take me forever to do it. So I was like, oh, crap. Damn, man, I'm sorry. So I, one, I felt bad because I like, felt like I was, you know, leading them on uh, thinking that, you know, I was legit and play, which I was. But I think, you know, if the requirement wasn't there, I would have been able to uh, I would have be able to hold my own would have been maybe a struggle. But, you know, I would have got through it. Um, but yeah yeah so, so then it was like just the weird awkwardness of like uh well i freaking downloaded the whole game i guess i i mean i, I gotta play a bit so <laughs> we're we're just sitting together all playing they're playing they're playing like you know on uh you know super super urgent uh uh difficult hunt and i'm just like uh well i guess i'm gonna just hunt me some Help me some Ligarius's, uh get a Raffalos or something. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> oh man, I felt horrible, man. I felt less of a person. I was like, am I even a gamer anymore? Because like, you know, it's it's one thing to be uh, of a, a particular level, but then you know when you just get dwarfed by other people, and you know, you just you just feel less of a person. So. After that day, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a vow to, to get on that level. I wasn't before. So the next, next, next year, uh, well, I mean, shoot. Magfest is probably not even going to happen this year. If we, if we're going to be honest, but next time I go to magfest, uh, this won't happen again. I will be stronger than I have. I was before I will not be the person I was before. So. That's what led me on this weird determination to, uh, basically reach whatever level to, uh, if that moment happens again, I will be able to play. I will be able to hold my own and we will conquer. So. Very very dumb. But man, that got to me, to be honest, man. That got to me. That that made me feel some type of way. Not even going to lie. Not even gonna lie. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much been my <laughs> uh interesting escapades. Uh at least this week. Uh, at least in terms of what I've been watching. So uh caught up with uh deadly Permonition two, I saw that awesome ass gameplay uh trailer uh from I think IGN. Uh, it was like a 17 minute video. Basically just showed you the gameplay of Deadly Permonition Two. Um totally loved the first one by the way. So just some context. Uh, you know, given its weirdness, clunkiness, and just overall um zany this. Um, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, deadly permission Two, at least the trailer show, like, okay, yeah, this is seems to be more, more or less the same, which is totally fine with me up my alley. I'm, I'm in it. Uh, then I watched the, the, the gameplay trailer showing all the, you know, general flow of the game. And I'm like, after the fact, I'm like, oh yes, I am freaking sold. I cannot wait. Uh, July, I think it was 10th originally, but I think it got moved to the 14th may still be the 10th, but I can't wait. So uh, kind of with this hype, I'm like, you know what? I heard a lot of things about Twin Peaks, um, which is basically uh, the show that this game got a lot of inspiration from. And you could definitely tell, cause that's at least what I've been watching uh, recently. I think I'm on episode seven, but Twin Peaks has been like, ah, uh, it's been good. It's been good. It's like <laughs> it's uh, it, it's a weird, like, I guess, inverse or or uh uh polarity. But it's like <laughs> because of deadly premonition, I really wanted to watch Twin Peaks when I think I, I would assume generally maybe. To some extent it might be the other way, but, um, yeah, I was like, you know what, let me, let me watch this, see what this all, all is about and where, how much of this inspiration is, is from. And man, yeah, it is, there is no like discrepancy at all. Direct references and, and just overall, uh, very similar parallels. Totally makes sense. So um, yeah, I've been thoroughly enjoying that so far. It's just been, it's it's been up my alley, man, just especially coming from deadly permanation, which is, I guess it's such a weird complex when you think about it that I don't know. I guess to me, it seems like you would just watch twin peaks and like, man, wish there was a game I could play. That is just like that. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Uh, I guess coming from somebody that mainly play plays games over, uh, anime and TV and stuff. So, but I digress thoroughly enjoying it. Recommend it. If you uh, haven't watched it, if you're in a, if you're in a mystery, I guess maybe the best correlation is, um, uh, maybe law and order kind of, it's not necessarily horror. It's got elements for sure, but it's not really blatant gore and horror or anything like that. It's more thriller so far. Um, I think there's two seasons. I want to say there's maybe an additional season that he like came back somewhat recently, like, uh, four or so years ago. So I'm very curious to see how all that plays out, especially together. But, uh, yeah, on Netflix, uh, Twin Peaks, um, I do recommend it. I am enjoying it so far. I haven't gotten through it again, episode seven. So yeah, outside of that, pretty much what I've been up to. So yeah, um, yeah, so I think, uh, no, no, I haven't. I'm still on that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mentioned that earlier as well. Um, but yeah, guys, I think that's going to conclude episode 62 of Switch of Sights. Um, man, I really need to remember the order of housekeeping. Uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this show and, um, yeah, like the show in any way, feel free to like rate, subscribe, all that good stuff on, uh, your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also catch the show live, uh, on Twitch where I do record it live, uh, on freaking Twitch T V Twitch TV slash A switch. Uh you can also damn it. Catch the archive of this show on uh, YouTube.com slash A switch as well. Um I think that's it. I'm trying to remember if there's anything else. Uh yeah, may stream some uh Resident Evil Outbreak, because I am missing that game. Probably uh resistance so I can miss outbreak more and then I'll pray probably uh play outbreak after something like that. I don't know. Uh that might be in the works. We'll see. Um But yeah. I think that is it for this episode. Again, um be safe. Uh <laughs> be safe. Don't cough. Don't touch people. <laughs> um, of course, obviously. Um and Get your game on! Till next time. Oh yeah. is safe.